Yo, 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 it's your boy Tariq Fatul. It's your boy Tariq Abdullah. It's been like a whole week since we've been recording. But we're back on happy this bu- Monday morning. Happy belated Thanksgiving. I mean, let's get it started. Man, I'm still full, I'll tell you that. Still eating leftovers? Because I am. Nah, nah, I'm done with leftovers. Come on, man, it's only like, it's only Monday. Uh, one, one day of leftovers and that was it. Nah, leftovers last me a whole week in this household. I, I had to tear it up, I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right, so, I mean, first topic, we got to talk about Duke. You already know. Best team in college basketball still. Didn't, didn't, didn't still you? Still the best Didn't team. you say that they were going to go undefeated? You, you called all, that out. And yeah. the, the thing about you, you make yeah, these I, unreasonable takes. I called it I mean, out. I, I, I said, said these it. guys are going to lose a game. I already know they're, they're not ready. They're, they're freshmen. I mean, they're not ready. See, but l- l- let me tell you, tell you why. So coming into this game, all right, they had their heads too high. You know, bad, bad, bad shooting game for R.J. Barrett. And, and let me tell you the reason why they lost this game. 23 missed layups and dunks. 48% on layups and dunks. 48%. You know why they lost? That is just unreasonable. You know why they lost? I mean, it's just growing pains no, 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 no. heading down. You the know line. why they lost? Yeah, give me a good take. They lost because of Coach K. And hear me out. <laughs> okay. This is why they lost because of Coach K. I think K. you're going overboard, but but let, let's hear what, your take on what, that. What what happened? Let's hear your what, take on that. What happened whenever Gonzaga switched to, switched to zone defense? They forced Duke to shoot the ball, and we know that Duke is not a really good shooting team. Mm-hmm. I mean. You got you got guys like Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish shot nine times that game. He's a forty-four percent three-point shooter, and he shot four. T- uh, he shot nine times that game. R.J. Don't interrupt me. R.J. Barrett shot twenty-five times, nine for twenty-five, went zero for five in the last minute of the game. If you're Coach K, there's no excuses. These guys are giving you a zone defense. They're forcing you to drive and kick. They want you to either shoot set threes, and that's going to be Duke's biggest problem: shooting set three, sh- shooting set threes at a. Uh, at a really good uh, percentage. But, man, you got Cam Reddish. The guy can shoot. He's probably the best shooter on the whole team or on the whole court. And, I mean, credits to Mark Few. I mean, we saw, you know, back in the day, Duke was never in the one-and-done game. Coach K always had seniors, that, and he he always had a team that he developed. But it, the reason why that you gave, that you thought that they were, that they were going to be undefeated is because – not only is it a stacked Duke, t- Duke team, but they got Coach K. Like, whenever we see Calipari teams, I mean, they're really good talented-wise, but coaching-wise, I mean, no one can compare to Coach K, you know what I mean? But Mark Few is the old version of Coach K. Gonzaga, they got a bunch of seniors. They're not getting these highly recruited players. He's, develop- he's developing them, and he's actually making them play really good. See, see, one one thing we're not going to do is we're not just going to disrespect Coach K, all right? So, first of all, like I said, 23 missed layups and dunks. That is just abnormal. That shouldn't have happened. In what the if they time. were contested? Just, just let me finish. Were they open? Let me finish. Were they open or were they contested? Credits to, to Gonzaga's defense. All right. This game was just growing pains, all right? Even with all their mistakes through the game, and let's keep in mind, four four of their starting five are freshmen. All right, Gonzaga has what two, 
two sophomores. I don't want to hear that excuse. Two juniors. I don't want to hear that excuse. You, you said know, that they were going to go undefeated. More, more experience. I don't want to hear that excuse. You said they were going to go undefeated. Right, let's, Did let's, you not say that? Did you not say that? So don't bring up just, the freshmen. Don't bring up the age. And they only lost by two. All okay. those mistakes, they only lost by two. That was a chess game right there. That game wasn't a talent-wise game. That was a chess game. Mark Few won the coaching chances. game. They had four chances to end the game. And four. Didn't R.J. Bo- RJ Barrett get blocked like three times? If you ask me, I credit think, to Gonzaga's defense. I think Gonzaga dodged a bullet. No, if they if they meet again, Duke is gonna annihilate this I, team. I think that, but growing pains. And no, no, when it came to that game, Coach K got out coached. No, no, we're, we're not. You gonna, saw, we're you not saw, sit here. You saw Gonzaga, Gonzaga's zone K. defense. That's what we're not. Gonna Gonzaga's do, zone right? defense. They they were shutting down Duke. We're not gonna disrespect. Duke couldn't hit open shots. If you're Coach K and you have a shooter like like Cam Reddish. How do you not get him involved? How do you got do you not get a shooter that's shooting forty four percent from the three? How do you only get him nine shots? This team's still learning. And whose fault is that? You got to get coach it's only Coach K. If, of the season. if you're a coach and your There's best no shooter blame. is only getting nine shots in a when a zone is what's the purpose of a zone to force you to shoot threes? Your best three point shooter is only shooting nine times. R J Barrett is a career thirty one percent three point shooter. I understand like if shots are if you're open you got to shoot it. But if you're Coach K, you gotta you gotta be like, hey, I mean he's for, he's shooting forty four percent from the three. You gotta give these guys some looks, man. That's 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 well, a coaching well. issue. The wrong people are shooting are shooting threes. The wrong people are taking over. That that game was supposed to be for Cam Reddish. It was. I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a coaching issue. I think you you have it all wrong, all kinds of wrong on that take. Nope. All right, they came. Duke came into the game seventy eight and a half percent on layups and dunks. All right. They finished the game 48%. I mean, that's just a bad game. There's not a bad coaching effort. There's not Coach K got out out coached. You know, it's it's just a bad game. That's, no, that's all it was. No, because Duke Duke beat themselves. They didn't get beat by Gonzaga. They beat themselves. Nope. And that is not going to happen again. And I'm going to sit here on the next show and show you why Duke is the number one team. And I see him maybe... Maybe losing one more game, you know, if if by any chance, you know, a miracle happens or, you know, another bad game. But that's it. Come March Madness, demolition. Just cleared away. If you make your bracket, just put Duke in the finals. 20-point blowout. The only thing I got to say is shout-out to Mark Few. Shout-out to Mark Few. Shout-out Coach K. We love you down here. G- Gonzaga, Gonzaga – Never gets the top high school one and done recruiters. They're a program just like Villanova. Hey, you know why? Wait up! They're you, they're you a program just like Villanova. They develop their players, and their whole system is based on the coach. You want to know why Duke gets the number one recruits? It's because Coach K coach entered K. the no. He entered he entered the game. Coach K. What was Coach K? Former what was USA basketball? What was coach. what was Coach K a few years ago? He was a USA. He was basketball. just like these coaches at Gonzaga and at Villanova. He was coaching USA basketball a few years ago. Okay, and he's coaching USA basketball now. What does that no, have to do with Greg anything? Popovich. Okay, what does that have to do with anything? He's just a great coach. He is a great coach. I'm not trying to disrespect him. I'm great saying players play with great so coaches. So are you saying that if we're, you're a we're great not coach, sit here no, no, and wait, wait, no, wait, oh, wait, no, no, wait, hold up. Are you saying that great coaches cannot lose a game? Like you can't put a blame on a great coach? There, this just, game was this, not this game. No, yes, you can. You know why? Because your best shooter only got nine shots on his own, but your career 31 percent shooter hey, got live, th- got 25. We live and learn. Nah, we live nah. and learn. No, we don't live and learn. Yeah. 
And that's why some accountability has to be held against these coaches. I mean, he's a great coach. Don't get me wrong. Same thing with LeBron James. He's a great player. But, I mean, he's lost some games. Same thing with KD. There's been some games why they lose because of him. Same thing with Coach K. He got outcoached that game. Gonzaga's zone defense was crazy good. You got to give credit to that. Gonzaga, Shout out to Mark Few. Gonzaga dodged the bullet that game. That's all that happened. Gonzaga dodged it. That's it. <laughs> Heading down the line, we're going to be like, Gonzaga, lucky win. Lucky win. 87-89. Mm, Duke had a nah. horrible game. Horrible game. They only win by two. Yeah, they had a horrible game. You know why? Because that zone defense. That's what I'm trying to get to. I mean, you look at Gonzaga's zone defense. That was that was a crazy, crazy good coaching adjustment. I don't want to hear that because you Four went freshmen. on a limb and said that they're going to go undefeated. How are you going to say that? They beat themselves. Gonzaga <sighs> did not win that game. Duke beat themselves. Let's switch to NBA basketball. <laughs> Man. Let's get it going. Speaking of beating themselves up or, you know, college one and duns, Marco Fultz is no longer in the 76ers' long-term plans. What's your take it's, on that? I mean, it's tough to hear. I mean, I think it's still too early, you know? I mean, we've seen what he can do back in the Washington days, you know, his one year. I mean, the guy is a freakish athlete. He's a two-way player. I mean, we know he can score. We know coming out of college, he had no shooting issues. The guy was averaging 20-plus in college. Shot 41% from three in college as well. It's just – so I was reading a few articles, and then one of them I came across was a very, very knowledgeable um, reporter. And if those of you who don't know, the Wadge Bomb, you know he's always getting the take before it happens. But it was some other guy who, who they say – you know, gets more of the inside scoop. And he was saying that the main issue behind Markel Fultz's injury was a motorbike accident in the summer, which they kept disclosed from everyone. So, I mean, no one really knows what the issue is. First, they're saying it's a shoulder injury. <clears throat> now they're saying a specialist is going to check out his wrist. So, so th- it's this a muscle issue. I this mean, is what happened. Um, I also heard about the the wrist injury from yeah. a Sports Illustrated article, mm-hmm. but the story of what happened last year with there was something wrong with his shoulder last year. Yeah. So he entered, he got drafted, and the team had rated his jump shot out of ten. They gave him an eight point five out of ten. Mm-hmm. I mean that's a high number, eight point five out of ten. I mean, but yeah. you know Marco Fultz he wanted to change his jump shot a little bit with his uh, trainer. I think his, his name is Keith Williams. He's no longer his trainer anymore. Let's think about that. Yeah, He's no he let him go. So he wanted to change change up his jump shot so he can become a really good, you know, jump shooter. Seventy mm-hmm. sixers they didn't want that. They're like, man, your jump shot's already good enough. Like, you know, don't don't do anything to it. Anyways, he changed up his jump shot, and then you know, it wasn't the same. And then they tried changing his changing back his jump shot, and then I I don't know what else happened, but you know, his shoulder started getting an injury. He had a muscle imbalance with his shoulders. Mm-hmm. So that's why, and then they gave him a shot on his shoulders so he, he can end up being like, so the muscles can be balanced. So that's why he missed 61 games last year. So yeah, I saw the the article with Sports Illustrated. It says that he has a wrist injury. So I think he's also seen like a shoulder specialist and he's getting, that's why whenever he was shooting those free throws, he was like bobbling the ball. Yeah. I, that had to do with his wrist. But man, I, I mean, mean, I just, I've heard like three, four stories. 
You know, this yeah, is that's coming out. That's getting it's just stories now. We First, don't know. it's a shoulder injury. Now we're talking about, oh, it's his wrist. Like, I mean, I want to see. Odd, I want to see Marco Fultz when he has no excuses, like when he's just fully healthy. See, the thing is, I don't know if we're going to get that Marco Fultz. I mean, I mean, if it's not f- a physical injury, it's something mental. Oh, there's and definitely then, something mental as well. Men- mental, mental thing, mental injuries like something that's mental is hard to come through. It's hard to get over. Just you know, wake up and it doesn't work like that. I mean, so I mean, we're looking at a bust at the moment. So if they do trade him, what pieces do you think they can get for him? I mean, what do you, what do you think his value at right now in the market? I would say his value. And keep in mind, this is a team taking the risk. I would say a team that's projected to get like a mid-first round, I could see them trading or maybe like... You see them trading for a pick or like a player? I think Philly, if you have a, if you have a reasonable player to offer, they'll go for it. But they're, I think they're more headed towards a draft pick, especially in this draft. I mean... I don't know. I you don't, can't go wrong I, one through no, ten. I, but I don't... I, I don't think right now the the way that Philly is. I mean, they move. They made the move for Jimmy Butler. I think their approach right now is you know like screw this process. We're mm-hmm. trying to win like, like ASAP. Yeah. So I I think I see I'll end up seeing Markel Fultz, another player, and I can see them trying to acquire like, you know, someone like Bradley Beal. I don't even I don't think that's a good enough offer to get, but I think they're going to be trying to acquire Bradley Beal or someone. You know, I, the, apparently there was talks. For someone, in, I think know, that's and too high. I think there was there was talks that they were talking to someone in Cleveland as well. You know, for yeah. a player in Cleveland, I could see them getting Kyle Korver. I mean, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't trade Markel Fultz for Kyle Korver. Oh no, because I just think it's Marco, too early. Mark, yeah, it's too early. The guy is twenty years old. Well, I mean, seventy six just need a shooter like badly. I mean, they have JJ Redick. They did lose Covington. But who do they have off the bench? Though? I mean, who like who who's a shooter I off mean, the bench? I wouldn't. I don't think Kyle Korver could get could give them. But like, that, that's really throwing away. That's throwing away your number one. Yeah, pick. that's what I'm saying. Like I wouldn't do it, but it would make sense for their win now aspirations to do it. But long term, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I could see the Bradley Beal trade, but I just don't. if I'm the Wizards, I wouldn't even take that. <clears throat> I, I don't see the Wizards falling through with that trade. Yeah. There's no way you trading one of the best. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see like what his value is, because I mean he's a former like number one draft pick. I don't know if like how teams even view him right now. Do they view him as like, oh, you know, he's done, or like, oh, man, this guy still has a lot left in the tank. I mean, the skill set is still there. We've seen the guy on defense. He's still, you know, an elite defender. He can still drive to the lane. It's just his shot. like His shot and his confidence as well. His shot and confidence is definitely not there. So we'll just see how it heads down the line. You know, maybe, maybe it is a wrist injury. Maybe it's something that needs surgery. Maybe it's nothing mental. I mean, one I mean, thing, knows? though, is that everyone I've talked to, they want to see the best for this guy. Like, oh, no, definitely. No one wants to see this guy definitely. fail. Like, yeah, he's, he's, he's still a, num- a kid. He's still a kid he's at still, the end yeah. of the day. I mean, this guy is like my age. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just thinking of myself in that situation. I, would, I don't even know tough. how I'd handle it, honestly. You go, you go from college. You go from high school to the NBA within a two-year span, and then your life is just 360. And all these expectations you got to uh, go through. Exactly. I mean, and all these trials and tribulations. And yeah, because, you know, yeah, that's it, it's it's tough. Anyways, we you brought up college. Let's talk about the college football game of the year. Man. 
So on our on our last show, we were talking about we we're talking arguably the, Rams and Chiefs. the greatest NFL game, and now we're talking about a classic. I wouldn't say the best. We're talking. About I can give you that. Classic. This is this is the best I've seen. Uh, this is the best one I've seen. I don't know about you. You probably I seen just, better. I, I don't think it's better than the Auburn Alabama Iron Bowl see, a couple years back. Yeah, I didn't see that one. But, but this this so, so basically what happened is it was number twenty two A and M. You know, playing number five LSU. Number number seven, I believe. Yeah, so I think seven. Don't take seven my or take five. on it. Seven or five, you know, one of those. Anyways, ended up being a seven overtime game. LSU lost seventy four to seventy two. Let let's let's tell everyone how this game happened. All right, so we're in the fourth quarter, about ten minutes left. LSU, uh, Alabama, you know, a little screen pass. LSU strips them. They go for the touchdown. It's 24-24. LSU gets the ball around, let's say, the seven-minute mark. Seven to four-minute mark. They score a touchdown. It's 31-24. So we're heading in the game. So one minute left. A&M has the ball. Quarterback loses it. He bends down, grabs it. Throws it, interception, game over. They dump Gatorade on the coach. You know, it's a wrap. Plot twist. Referees, look at the replay. Quarterback's knee is down before the interception was thrown. Hope's still alive for a and Didn't they, uh, they dump Gatorade on the coach as well? They dumped Gatorade. So just think about it. They had, first of all, they played seven overtimes without something to drink. LSU. Yeah. And then also they had they had so many defensive players out that game. I mean, I, it was like four or five starters were out that game. So having their bench players, they were already, you know, yeah. on thin ice defensively. But, like, it doesn't seem like it's a big deal. But not having something to drink, especially with a seven-overtime game, is just ridiculous. Oh, yeah. You'll get dehydrated so fast. It's, I mean, we're talking especially about, in football as well. We're talking about the highest-scoring game in college football history. I mean, 74 to 72. So so back to where I was. So there's one second left on the clock. A and M's at their eight at the eight at LSU's eighteen yard line. They convert touchdown. We're heading to overtime. Seven overtimes later, A and M comes with the win. So how did you feel about that game? Um, you know, if I'm A and M, there's two things you can take to next week. I mean, that was a huge step. You know, credits to Jimbo Fisher. I mean, he got that W. And that LSU had more at risk. I mean, they had yeah. some hopes alive of making it to the college football playoffs. Yeah. Now, that, I mean, that's that's, that's out gone. of the yeah. That's, I, it's I, long gone. Two things that Jimbo Fisher can he can talk to his team about. You know, next yeah. enter next week is you know just playing tough and finishing games. That's what that's what they did mm-hmm. uh, last week. I mean, you know, they're starting QB Kelly Mond. He had t- two hundred eighty-seven yards, six touchdowns. I mean, we know it was 74-72, but throwing six touchdowns with no interceptions? Come on, man. That's that's a great performance. Yeah, hats off to him. Yeah, hats off to him. I mean, and we also saw, like, great great play calling. We saw we saw a, a, halfback, uh, a halfback toss turn into a, you know, saw the running back that's, throw a touchdown. That's a lot of risk in the overtime game. That was in fifth overtime as well. We saw a running back throw a touchdown in fifth overtime. Play calling was crazy. Off. I mean, we saw countless times whenever we saw that Ram that Rams game. Mm-hmm. What did we see in that game? We saw coaches taking risk. We saw that triple play action play. 
And if Same we go a little further game. back, I mean, Eagles did in the Super Bowl. Yep. Patriots tried to do the same thing but couldn't convert. Exactly. And I think that's that's the big thing that paid you off. You got to throw that wild card out. Oh, you yeah. got to do something that teams do not expect. I mean, and you got to do it during big moments. A&M thought that LSU was just going to do a regular run. I mean, QB threw a halfback toss to this running back. Running back caught the ball, threw it to his receiver. It's not something that you expect. I mean, credit to the coaching. That was a really good offensive game. Yeah, this, is, this is college football, man. That's why I keep trying to tell guys, if you want to watch the real deal, tune in to some college football. Matter of fact, OU and my Texas Longhorns, Big 12 championship, hook them horns. thing you don't know about Kyler Murray is he's undefeated in Texas. He's never lost in Texas. He played at Allen. Well, you want to know, he had four one year, loss in Texas. Four years. He lost in the Cotton Bowl. I'm talking about high school career. Like we're not four, talking about high school, right? Four four high year four year varsity starter never lost. Put him in Texas, he's he's winning. He's winning against Long Texas. Horns gave him that first loss. He's oh no, they're beating Texas. Oh no, they are, no doubt. Kyler Murray is a Heisman. He's a Heisman candidate. He's winning this game. Not, not, not he's not losing twice. He's not losing twice. Not on my Longhorns watch. <laughs> Your Longhorns? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. We'll just have to wait and see. I'll, don't worry, I'll be back. Wait, talking about talk about seeing. What I saw from my Cowboys on Thanksgiving was crazy. I mean, I, I'm I'm not sold on that. Prescott I'm third. Yet. I'm I'm sold. I'm not sold. Wait, I'm wait, 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 wait. Two hundred eighty nine yards, two in, two touchdowns with zero interceptions, and you're not sold on that? Absolutely not. Hundred and eighty nine yards to one guy. Two hundred. That was an Amari Cooper game. I don't think that was a Dak Prescott game. That was who more who of an threw Amari who, Cooper? Who threw Amari Cooper the ball? I mean, but the yards after the catch, he had what, like a hundred plus yards after. He had one hundred eighty yards. I'll give him that. But the thing you saw about the Cowboys was their big three: Zeke, Dak, and, and Cooper. Cooper had eight receptions with one hundred eighty yards, with two touchdowns. Zeke had one hundred twenty-one yards with with one touchdown. Dak had two hundred eighty-nine yards with two touchdowns. I mean, their big three all performed great. I mean, I, hats off. And, Good and, game. And, Good game. and their O-line is super damaged. I mean, you got your starting centers out. Tyron, Tyron Smith was out. Come on, man. You got to give credits to Dak Prescott. There was a play where he was getting sacked. In the middle of him I getting mean, sacked, game. he I mean, threw a first down. Hats off to the guy, but I'm not sold on him. The guy hasn't thrown for 300 yards in 20-plus games. What does that have to, to do with To be an anything? elite quarterback, in the main role of a quarterback, is you got to throw the football. So would you rather have someone that throws 300 yards and loses or someone that throws 200 yards and wins? I mean, it's a good game. Because stats don't matter if you're getting wins. It's a good game, but with the way he's playing, it's not going to The way playoffs. he's playing, he's in the playoffs. He's not going to win playoff games. He's in the playoffs right now. He's we'll winning the NFC East. We'll have to see come playoffs. Didn't he go 13-3 and as a rookie? Yeah. Okay, then. Best rookie season of all time. So what do you mean you're not sold on this guy? This guy's the real I'm not deal. Sold. I mean, we've seen Mark Sanchez, his rookie season – take the Jets to the AFC championship game. After that, where is he? Okay. You know, but where is Dak Prescott? He's not even a solid backup. Dak Prescott is on, the, is on the verge to enter the playoffs right now, though. He's about to win the yeah. NFC East. We'll see NFC, how it NFC East is all the Cow- it's the whole Cowboys now. I mean, we beat Dak the Eagles. Dak Prescott has weapons. No, he, at first he did not have weapons. Let's give him that. Your, your best receiver was Alan Hearns and Cole Beasley. Now you got Amari Cooper. I mean, I personally wanted them to sign Des I mean, Bryant last back. Last year he had Zeke, he had Des. I mean, no, 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 no. Zeke was out for six games. 
Yeah. And they still went and nine we and saw seven. He, and they he, still went nine and seven. We saw he couldn't perform without Zeke last year. Of course, that 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 makes perfect sense. I mean, because if you don't have Zeke, your play action doesn't work anymore. You don't have a run threat. If you don't have a run threat, then the whole defense knows that you're just gonna pass the ball. Come on, man. If having I mean, Zeke, be a great having Zeke opens up the whole playbook. You got to come during hard times. I mean, I just I'm not sold. I don't I don't even think he's a top ten. So you're telling me if Patrick league. Mahomes didn't have Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt. I mean, his stats wouldn't be where they're at, but, I mean, we've seen the guy can throw a football. He can throw a football. Dak Dak cannot throw a football. What are you saying? I mean, to be a quarterback in the NFL. If you have 289 yards. Throw a football rather than screen passes and wide receiver slants, and then they break out for 40 yards after the catch. I mean, that's – If that's resulting in wins, then keep doing that. I mean, you go 13-3 and with that same same game plan, then it, it doesn't matter. Right now, we're seeing a Cowboys team. First of all, we're not even healthy. We're six and five, first of all. We're We're mediocre. Okay, but we're not healthy. We're on a three-game win streak. I mean, we've got everyone playing up to par. We got Amari Cooper doing his thing. We got Dak Prescott doing his thing. We got Zeke doing his thing. If we just have our O-line back, I mean, this this team's nothing nothing to play with. We got our defense, top ten in the league. Our offense has been kind of stagnant. I'll give them that. But, I mean, at first, we can testify. They didn't have a good receiving core at first. Can you testify for that? I mean, they, they had I mean, a moderate. No, 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 no. Come on, come on. Don't be a hater. Let's be honest. The receiver. I'm not gonna sit over here and cut some slack on a guy who's. Let's be honest. Who's, who's a starting quarterback who's what? supposed to make it work? <sighs> Was the receiving core good, good or not? If your if your best receiver is Alan Hearns and Cole, I Beasley, wouldn't say it's the best. Was it good? But I'm not gonna say as if. Answer my know, question. Was it good worst. or not? It was an all right receiver. It was not all right. It was, it was right horrible. Come on, man. I mean, we've seen, we've seen. You know right. how bad that receiving core is. They put eight or nine people in the box, forcing him to Prime throw it to example, these sorry receivers. Des Bryant career lows when why backs w- under center. Why, why was career a career? Lows. Why was a career lows? The guy can't throw. No, because I mean, he got double teamed countlessly. We've seen plays. If you go back to highlight footage, you know YouTube, a great source. You see Des Bryant open on countless plays last season. Countless, wide open. Dak just didn't see him. His no quarterback IQ. I mean, the guy has trouble getting out of the pocket. When he gets out of the pocket, it's a scramble. We, I've, I have never seen Dak rush out of the pocket. You know, so so you didn't see back. So you didn't see. Did you not see last? Did you not see last game when he scrambled out of the pocket and got to a touchdown? Did you not see that? Yeah, I said he he scrambles and runs. He doesn't throw. He can't throw out of the pocket. If you're scoring off, it doesn't matter. If you score, you score. If you score, yeah, just, I'm not, if you I'm score not, off someone throwing you into the end zone, it doesn't matter. You scored. I mean, I'm not gonna just buy in from one. I'll, game. I'll give you this though: the Cowboys, I'm not buying in. the way the Cowboys win is not the prettiest. But if they win, they win. I mean, look at his. Three, I mean, the win is a his win, last but three games. Look at this: he played the Eagles on November 11th, 270 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Oh, he played the Falcons the next week, 208 yards, no interceptions. Redskins, 289 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, come on. His completion percentage was 71%. You tell me this guy can't throw. He's completing almost all of his passes. Come on. I'm just not sold on him as a quarterback. He just What will make you sold on him? more to prove. I mean, What will make you sold on him? See how far he can take this team. I mean, personally, I don't think that the Cowboys are good enough to make it to the NFC Championship. I, don't, I, I think maybe one game at best – this team is too 
is too hurt right now. If we have our if we have our team fully loaded, I mean we're we're not we're no one to play with. And let's not forget our coaching staff is. Don't I, don't I, get me I, started co- on the coaching staff has a big role to do with this team's yeah. you know struggles. But I mean overall, R- Roma went through it. You know, he gets injured. Dak comes in. But wait, wait. The, rest the thing we saw team. about Romo though, whenever we watched his game, how many times did he call audibles during a game? He called so many audibles during the game. You know why? Because the play calling that the coaches were giving him was not the yeah. right thing that the defense was giving him. He saw what the defense was giving him. He had to audible because the, the play calling wasn't correct. That's that's what – and let's testify. Romo, in his first three years, he was not audibling like this. Dak Prescott, he, he audibles but not as much as Romo did in his D- late D- career. Dak Prescott has a lot of work to do. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, it's three years off in. offseason, he should just practice on throwing the ball in coverage. I mean, he, he has The man can throw – I just you you just got to look at the – no, because the play calling is not the right thing. That's I, I why Tony Romo always had – I don't know Dallas had, Cowboys football you're watching, but – No, no, because no. Tony Romo had to audible so many times. That's a great quarterback. Exactly, because the play calling that he was given was not the right one. It's just I'm, – I'm not sold on that. If, if Dak Prescott can just – his if he can just up his audible game, his play – his, you know, the def, if he can just see what the defense has given him. Up his IQ as a quarterback. Okay, I mean he's, he's three years in. And though, learn so. how to throw a football. It's the just man the can, simple, the simple things, you know. Just play your position, and life is good. Zeke, I don't p- plays his role as a I, running back. I don't understand. I don't understand you what know, you're Dak, saying. Dak tries to do too much sometimes. He tries to scramble out the pocket. You know, does some unnecessary turnovers that simply cost us the game. What unnecessary? Name an example of him having an unnecessary turnover. Tell me. Uh, against the Titans. Okay. Scrambles out the pocket, tries to do too much, loses the football. I mean, major play that costs us the game. I have a question. So whenever Tony Romo was playing for the Cowboys, how many times did we not get on him from scrambling out the pocket? Big-time players make big-time plays. If you scramble out the pocket, how much much criticism did Tony Romo take throughout his career? A lot. Exactly. Okay. Why why are we going to cut slack on a QB who hasn't accomplished anything? Are you talking about Dak or or Romo? Offensive rookie of the year. Is that all? Is that all he got? I mean, it's it's just too early. Look at his second year. His starting running back was out. I mean, Des Bryant was constantly getting double teams. Prime, prime comparison: Andrew Luck comes in his first year with the Colts. No running back. No offensive line. Absolutely no defense. Takes a two and fourteen team to eleven and five into the playoffs. Throws for four thousand plus yards. That was Andrew Luck's first year. Andrew Luck's first year. But was it better than Dak Prescott's first year? No. With, with, with the, Dak Prescott's with the first year, Andrew he led Luck them to had. thirteen and three, had the highest QBR rating as a rookie. Don't compare rookie years with Dak Prescott because the man can throw. The man can play. He's a baller. Yeah, but I mean, Dak had a solid offensive line coming into his rookie year. Okay, he had a solid defense. I don't want to hear those excuses. He had the number one running back at the time. I mean, you just can't cut the slot. And then next season, he comes in and what? They miss the playoffs. Okay. I mean, I'm just that's, not that, sold. I'm not. That, I'm that's not. why. That's why I don't like it. Because you want to. You just want to. You want to. No, no. Because you want to just throw out the, the the term. They didn't make the playoffs. Well, why didn't they make the playoffs, Dark? Zeke was out for six games. Was he not? Tell me, was yeah, he? Was he not? He was De- how many times did the De- 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 Des Bryant get double covered? Wait, wait, wait. Andrew how many Luck, times? Rookie year. How many times did Des Bryant get double covered last year? It's not about how many times. How many times was he open? Answer my question. Answer my question. How many times was he double covered? Des Bryant 
How many times was he double covered? Times. How many times was he double covered? Great quarterbacks make great plays. How many? How many? Okay, that's what I'm trying to get to. You're starting running back. no, no doubt. Top five running back in the league right now. He was out for six games. Six games. That's almost half the season. You're starting, you're starting receiver. I, I'm going to tell you the truth. He's not what he used to be, but he was still he was still an elite wide receiver. Des Bryant constantly got double teamed. Dak Prescott still led them to a 9-7 record. I'm not saying that's all that, but I mean – he had to play through adversity. Adversity. See, but with that team, you can't just settle for medi- mediocrity. I mean, it's you. You give you give that team to an elite quarterback in the NFL, and there's damage being done. You give that team to an elite quarterback, and the elite quarterback will make so many audibles because that that coaching and play calling is just horrible. That's why. I mean, it's it's a quarterback's role. I mean, it's part of quarterback IQ. Yeah, you know, I'll give you that. Make, how many times? How many times did Drew Brees audible in his third year? Probably not that not that much. That's uh, that's something that develops as you get older. Your IQ develops as you get older. I mean, prime, you see prime that with comparison. This is why I'm trying to tell you. Andrew Luck's first year in the league took a two and fourteen team to eleven and five with absolutely nothing. He got sacked. I think it was the NFL high that season. You know, don't count me hundred percent on that. He got sacked forty one times. But His wait, rookie wasn't year? the Cowboys four and twelve the season before? Yeah. So I don't get what you're I getting mean, just at. Look at the team he had. The Cowboys were four and twelve. It's wait, a wait, difference wait. between the Cowboys were four you, and twelve. What you have and what you make with it. The Cowboys were four and twelve. Tony Romo gets injured. Dak Prescott, he's a fourth round pick. Everyone's like, man, we got Dak Prescott playing. He yeah, played great in the preseason. We're I mean, like, man, now, now we're starting. We don't to see know why he's a fourth round pick. We don't know if he's gonna be good. We don't know if he's gonna be. Da, da, da. He leads us to a thirteen and three record. Has the best rookie season of all time. Come on, you got to give him credit. That's a way better year than Andrew Luck. Let's not compare rookie years. See, as, as a Cowboys, you want to bring up, you want to bring up two and fourteen. The Cowboys were four and twelve. See, as a Cowboys fan, you know we won two playoff games in twenty plus years. You know, haven't won a Super Bowl in what twenty two years. I mean, I'm just not, I'm not buying into mediocrity anymore. I'm not buying into oh, Dak needs time. The time is now. I mean, we we don't have all day. I agree with you. Time is now. So I'm not gonna sit here and. You know, wait for Dak to become a pass-first quarterback. You know, a decent quarterback. I mean, it's so, wait. You don't think he's? A, you don't sell. think he's a decent quarterback? Throwing for two hundred eighty-nine yards I mean, with two he, touchdowns, zero interception, QBR decent. of one hundred twenty-one. He's a good backup. He's a good he's backup. not a good back. Come on, he's definitely a good backup. A good backup wouldn't lead you to thirteen and three. Come on now, a well, good backup well, a good wouldn't backup get you nine and seven. Comes in the next season and has a, a horrible season. You know but why? You, Film why. study. Film it's study. not film they study. Figure out the guy can't throw. This is what you don't understand. If your starting running back is out, that changes that changes up the whole playbook. We'll, we'll we'll just see how it plays down the road. I mean, as of now, I'm just. I can't with you. I can't. I'm just staying the facts. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, nice. Monday morning, starting off my week with some headaches. It's a tough one, man. Let's call it a quits. So we're going to have to wrap it up for you guys. We'll be back Wednesday. Yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We're on the schedule. It is 9 a.m. Sports Decaf. We appreciate you for tuning in. We are out. out. We're out.